Welcome to this week's episode of the Photo Detective Podcast. I'm Maureen Taylor, the Photo Detective. I'm beyond thrilled to let you know that my book, Family Photo Detective, has been updated and re-released for 2023. In fact, it's been out of print for a number of years, so I am pretty excited about having it back in print. My book is the easiest way to unlock the secrets behind your family photos by helping figure out key elements and how you can identify more about your family through pictures. You can find it on my website at MaureenTaylor.com. It's right on the front page, so you can't miss it. And it's available in both ebook and print formats. Welcome to Ask Maureen, where we cover historical image analysis, genealogy, and how to work with your family photo collection. I'm Maureen Taylor, the photo detective, and I'll try to answer your questions. Welcome to the photo detective. You can watch the video on Facebook or listen to the podcast on iTunes. Today's guest is Bob Schmidt of Visual Face Recognition, and I'm known as the photo detective for my work connecting your family photographs with your family history. Now, Bob and I met a number of years ago now. I'm embarrassed to think about how long that was, but visual face recognition is software that lets you compare two faces, and it's pretty cool. So welcome, Bob. Thank you. Good to be here. So before we show what VFR, as we abbreviate it to, can you tell me your background and how you got started in this whole facial recognition thing? Sure. I, uh, I started in face recognition back in uh, 1998, if you can believe it. And we were doing um, face recognition and trying to find a place where we could actually have the uh, technology implemented. And casinos turned out to be the perfect place. Uh, if you're going to do face recognition, you need three things. You need cameras, and if you've ever been in a casino, there are thousands of cameras around. You need to have a database, and uh, believe it or not, there was a database of bad guys in casinos. And also, you need to have a need. And at the time, uh, MIT had formed these card counting teams, and they were killing the casinos. So they wanted to figure out uh, who they were and try to stop them before they took too much money. And the irony was, of course, that we were using MIT software to find them. So it was sort of an MIT versus MIT game in the uh, casinos. But um, it worked very well. Um, we, found, uh, we, we found that the technology worked on, a, at that time, a fairly small database. Uh, but was, what was interesting was that when you got a comparison, you got two faces, sometimes it was very difficult to tell whether or not that was actually the same person. And out of that came the face comparison software that allowed us to look at two, two uh, pictures and try to figure out if it was the same person or not. And uh, so that's how I, uh, you know, roundabout way that I got started with this uh, technology. Well, that's pretty cool because I've seen that movie. Yeah, yeah. About was... the card counters. I think it's called 21. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good movie. So, Bob, you're behind catching the bad guys. Yeah. Your yeah. software anyway. Right, yeah. 
So how does the software work? I've used it, obviously, and we're going to watch a little video in a little bit, and it's my voice track on it. So uh, that was kind of interesting. But it's two faces. Tell us how it works. And I actually used it on the show Pawn Stars. So a lot of people have been asking me, what software did I use, blah, 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 blah. But it's your software. It's visual face recognition. So how does it work? Well, it's... um what you what you do with visual face recognition is you take two images and it of course the 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 better the images the better the comparison is going to be and also the better the, the the closer the angle from the two images uh the better the results will be so if you have two images straight on and you're doing a comparison you'll get very very good results from that now the first thing we do is we locate the eyes on each on each photograph and the reason we do this is that that's the way we normalize the faces if the distance is the same between the eyes on two images then everything else will be the same if it is the same person so you'll see the nose will be the same the mouth will be the same and so forth so um that's very important getting the 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 marking of the eyes correct right you're talking not necessarily just you match the eyes you've matched the faces you're talking Mm -hmm. about laying out the points in the face is it 20 points or is it 20 points that you map well we map the uh yeah when we do the face we do the um we do two eyes and then we move the we, we sort of move the face so that it's as much as we can um on an equal plane between the two images. And then once we do that, we're then able to move a line across the two images. And you can quickly see where there are similarities, where, where the images are the same, or you can see where the images are not the same. And it, it's amazing how, how obvious it is. It's not one of those things where you look at it and you say, oh, I'm still not sure. Um, you know, 99% of the time, that's going to tell you pretty much whether or not you have the same person. Uh, then we also do a, a, a morphing, really a fade in and fade out from one image to the other. And this also gives you a good chance to look at the two images and see where there are similarities and where there are differences. And once you've been through that process, then you're able to make the determination uh, whether or not it's the same image. But I think it's also important to point out that, you know, from the time we're born, uh, we recognize faces. I mean, we're babies. We recognize our mother, our father, the members of the family. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's something we're taught, uh, you know, from the time we're born. And so even, even today, doing that face comparison visually is much better than trying to let a computer decide whether or not this is the same image or not. Um, so even though the computer gets to the point where you have two images, it's still necessary to have a human look at it and verify that those are, in fact, the same person. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot more that goes into facial recognition. It's not just the points in the face. This is the photo detective talking. It's, you know, are the two photographs of the same person because you have all of the data behind it to link that picture to the other person, like the same right. place same family, same everything, to random photographs, maybe not so much, because we all have people that we sort of look alike, right? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. You do. Yeah. Um, there's a yeah. It's but even then, even when you take people look alike, um, and you know, there's a lot of these uh, internet sites that will show you know, oh, this <laughs> this actor looks like this actor. When you actually put the two of them on the face comparison, they really don't look anything alike. Right. Um, so it's kind of it's kind of fun to see the the differences and how they work. Yeah. So why don't we run the video? Okay, there we go. Did you ever wish you could compare the faces in your family photos? Well, now you can, thanks to visualfacerecognition.com and their product called FaceOff. It's so simple. All you need to do is download the software and start selecting files. Before you begin, let's talk about two image rules to follow. First, for best results, select images where the person is facing in the same direction and use high-resolution pictures whenever possible. If you're scanning pictures, be sure to do so at 600 dpi. Okay, you're ready to begin. Select your first file and click Next. The software magnifies the face as you scroll over the picture. Place a cross in the center of each eye and click Next. Do the same for the second photo and click Next again. FaceOff will automatically resize the images for a side-by-side -side comparison. On the right-hand side of the screen, you see a slider. Move that, and you'll see a vertical line that will move across the two images so that you can easily compare features in the two photos. At the bottom of the screen, you can select Overlay. As you move the slider bar on the right side, you'll be able to fade the pictures in and out, allowing for extra comparisons. You'll be looking for similarities in the distance from the eyes to the nose, the mouth, and the chin, as well as the shape of the face. The location of the eyes will stay the same. It's important to remember that there are no perfect matches, that families often share facial characteristics, and that even perfect strangers can be looked for. FaceOff makes it easier to do image comparisons, though. For more information, see the user manual that comes with your software. All right, thank you, Bob. Okay. Now you just have to stop sharing. There yep. you go. All right, so I made that like years ago now. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Still uh, works. It still works. So the software is available for Windows and the Mac. And right. you sell it for $29.95 on visualfacerecognition.com. And that gives them a license for one year? Um, no, no, that's a perpetual license. Perpetual license. Yep. Great. Yep. Great. So that's, that's a good thing to know. So you buy it once, $29.95, and you can run through all your family photos. But in that video, I talk about things to be aware of, like family members often look alike. Right, that can skew, yep, yep. and that skews things when you're doing facial recognition on, like Facebook, for instance. You know, a friend of mine said that Facebook popped up and showed him in New Orleans, and he said, "That's great." Except I wasn't in New Orleans; my brother was in New Orleans. Yeah, and so that's a kind of cool example. But there are times when it doesn't work. So what other things influence whether or not you can actually make a good comparison? Well, the, the, as I said, the main thing is, is the, the head angle. Um, if, 
you know, if we were doing mugshots um, of, you know, criminals, we would have a straight on photograph uh, that was taken when they were booked. Those would be really easy to compare. Um, when you get, it's interesting, when you're doing old pictures, um, it seems like the studios either had you facing straight forward or slightly or looking slightly to the right or the left. And so when you do old photos, often they are pretty well, they are pretty, the angles are pretty good. But if you have one where someone is looking, you know, 30 degrees to the right and the next and the other image is straight on, that's really not going to, that's not going to give you a very good result. Um, you can, you can run it, but you won't be able to compare features. You'll only be able to compare um, sort of where the features are in relation to the top and the bottom of the face, but you won't be able to do much else. Um, also, when you scan images, um, if you don't scan them with enough uh, definition, then sometimes it's very hard to capture the eyes and to, to find out where exactly the uh, marking should be. And if that happens, then um, it, it, the, the image will pixelate. You'll see little squares where you, where you should see an image in it, and the comparison won't be very good. So I always tell people, if you're going to scan, scan at the highest uh, DPI you can to get a good image for the comparison. Mm -hmm. But uh, a caution, don't make them too large because the software can't handle it if you throw three megabytes at it. You know, then it'll tell you to you know, cut it down. Right, it works best with JPEGs. Oh, yeah, it works with JPEGs. Yeah, it yep. works with JPEGs, right. Yep. But, so. it's, uh, but it's pretty easy to, um, pretty easy to use. I mean, really, it, 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 it isn't hard. Um, you, you load the software, we give you a key, you put the key in once, you're done. And after that, you just have to open it up and then, and then uh, download the images. Right, right. I know I like it. I like it. You know, people yeah. ask me all the time, well, why can't I have the same software that law enforcement has? And, and this is pretty good. This is pretty yeah. good. But you have to be able to read faces. Not everyone can read the face. Uh, right. But this is just another tool in your photo identification toolbox to, to see if you have the right person. Now, comparing a baby picture to a person who's much older, that's a tricky one because babies' faces change so much. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think a baby would be very accurate. But it's interesting. We we're doing a project now where um, about a fourteen-year-old girl is being compared to a I'd say fifty-something woman, and um, it's absolutely incredible how how close the images are. I mean, it really is really is staggering that the the faces don't don't change that much. Once they've sort of gotten to a, a full growth, um, mm. full growth uh, um, area, and then it's uh, and then it's fine. So you can do those comparisons. So what do you think about all the facial recognition stuff that's available now? I mean, obviously you were one of the pioneers with the MIT versus MIT in the casinos, but. You know, I used to live in the Boston area with the whole Whitey Bulger thing, and they drag some poor soul who was on vacation into the police station and think he was Whitey Bulger. I mean, how good is all of that facial recognition stuff right now? Do you think? Well, I think it's I th I think it's probably it's probably pretty good, but um, 
as you said, you know, you, you've got to do that last step. You've got to do that last comparison to make sure, yeah, this really is uh, Wade Bulger. It's not some poor guy walking down the street. Um, the reason face recognition is so hard is that your, your face can, can create so many angles. I mean, if I look a little right, if I look up, if I look down, it's going to be hard for that, for that computer to be able to, to make a match on somebody. And if you, if you, if you wear a baseball hat down over your face, um, that's hard, you know, it's hard to get the eyes and hard to get the whole head. Um, but by the way, the funny thing about the casinos was that when people realized what we're doing, that's exactly what they started doing was wearing baseball hats. Well, <laughs> it's not hard to spot somebody in a casino wearing a baseball hat and wondering why they're doing it. So they sort of gave themselves away doing that. But there are a lot of ways to fool it. Um, I'd say it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a good first, first approximation. But after that, you've got to be really careful with what you're doing. Well, I know that a lot of people come to me and want to know not just about their ancestors, but they have bought a photograph at uh, an antique shop and they think it's a famous person. Right. Right. They just think it is. And they'll find experts to run some sort of software. Uh, I have a list of places that... (laughs) that people have sent the pictures to. And they come back to me and they say, I have a 95.8% match rate. And I look at it and say, okay, here's your photograph that you bought in the antique shop. Here's the, the famous person. This picture was taken, or the, the most recent one, the photograph was taken after 1900 and it was supposedly a couple of people who died in the, in the late 19th century. I'm like, yeah. this isn't the same person. You know, the the person doing the software comparison was just looking at the faces and saying, oh, they look sort of alike. And they did. It was pretty remarkable. But once you added up all the facts, there was no possibility. So this is just one tool, I guess, is what I said to people. That's a very good point. Because, you know, the, um, the photo industry, I mean, photos change so quickly. I mean, we went from daguerreotypes through tintypes to paper. I mean... And it didn't take long. It didn't no. take long for that evolution. And so you have to look at the, the original to see whether or not that's, in fact, in the same time period. Right. Uh, because you'll find a lot of them are not. Um, and, uh, and some of the really old ones are pretty hard to, pretty hard to compare. I mean, if, the, yeah. if it isn't a good photograph. Right. Or if the, if the head isn't big enough to be able to get a good image. Right. So I really love um, visual face recognition, you know, as a, as a tool, it it works quite well for everything. And it's visualfacerecognition.com 2995. And you get a lifetime license to use it on your computer. It works on windows or Mac. Bob, this is an off the wall question, but where do you think all this facial recognition stuff is going to go? Well, the, I mean, the thing that's coming is, and it is in place in some face recognition software, is what, what we call 3D, um, which will allow a, um, a photograph to be normalized much more than we do today. Um, you know, if you, if you had someone looking to the right, it would correct and have them looking straight, straight forward. Oh, really? Yeah, but the problem is when you do that, 
you, 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 it's got to be done very carefully. You can lose something when you do that. You're, you're basically inventing face that isn't there in the photograph. So it has to be done, has to be done carefully. But that's the big, the next big thing in face recognition. And everybody's trying to get there. Nobody has yet that I know of. Um, but it, it, it will be the next, it will be the next thing. But again, it's going to be, going to be hard to make it a, a, an accurate comparison because you are playing around with the face and moving it around too much and, and reconstructing it, if you will. So mm -hmm. that becomes a difficult thing to do. Yeah. Um, so do you, uh, I did at one of the conferences, there was a man who could take your 2D photograph and make it 3D, so he'd make a model of you. Yeah. Um, which is pretty cool. Um, so do you work a lot with uh, law enforcement? You were saying you're working on a case with a 14-year-old and a 50-something-year-old. I mean, do you get called in for this kind of I do, expertise? I do, once in a while, yeah. Uh, the 14-year-old the to, the, to the old woman is actually a, um, uh it's it's a public thing but it's a it's a a very famous case i guess i can tell you nothing secret about it that uh this woman claimed to be the uh daughter of the romanovs who were killed in um in russia in 1918 oh, yes and um you know this there were actually three women that claimed to be the daughter but this one woman um claimed it her whole life and died recently, um, and was um, and when we looked at the comparison between her and this girl, it was startling. I mean, it was actually startling how close it was. And there are a lot of other factors going on. It's a it's a it's a big deal. People have tried DNA, and now they think that DNA is being called into question. And so it's kind of fun. You get into these things. That's just the kind of that's just the kind of challenge you like. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we'll see what happens, but it's, uh, um, but it's, it's, it, that that was one that really got me. I mean, I was surprised. I, I've been, I, I'm, I'm skeptical when we do that kind of thing. And uh, when this, when I saw the results of this, I was really sort of startled at how, how close it was. So yeah, yeah, that was that, and that gave a little momentum to the whole, to the whole. Uh, uh, activity that's going on but what's interesting of course is you, you do the face recognition on the other two women and it's obvious that it's not the same as the young girl so um that's part of what i should say is if you if you also have something that doesn't match that's pretty obvious to you know it is it's fun. it's pretty obvious to you it's pretty obvious to me the faces yeah. don't match pretty clearly Sometimes when someone comes to me, and I know you as well, and they have this picture that they think is a famous person, and we look at it, and we have, I know I do, a visual memory. This is what yeah. I do. I work with pictures, you work with pictures, and you look at it, and you know, like that, right. not a match. Yeah. Uh, but, but other times, you know, people want you to run the software. So yeah. anyway, my guest today has been Bob Schmidt of Visual Face Recognition, uh, a software that compares two faces and is another tool in your photo detective toolbox. So Bob, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of The Photo Detective. And if that 3D stuff ever comes, gets a little better, we'll have you back on and we'll talk some more. Maybe you'll have a really interesting case. Okay, thanks very much. Pleasure to be here. Thank thanks. you.
Thank you for watching and listening. You can submit your questions for future episodes using the Ask Maureen button on MaureenTaylor.com or through any of my social media contacts. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as The Photo Detective and on Facebook at Maureen Photo Detective. I hope you'll come back for the next show. Don't forget to send me your questions. I'm thrilled to be offering something new. Photo Investigations. These collaborative one-on-one sessions look at your family photos. You and I meet to discuss your mystery images and find out how each clue and hint might contribute to your family history. And trust me, these images can reveal so much in your research. I have decades of experience in the photo, genealogy, and history industries. This is your chance to learn from me and discover the stories in your family images. You can find out more by going to MaureenTaylor.com and clicking on Family Photo Investigations.